Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Live and local on Saturday, 610 Sports Radio. Uber drivers, pizza delivery guys, taking your kids to practice. Dropping your kids off because you want to spend the day with your lady or your significant other because it's gorgeous outside. I don't know. Thanks for listening. Feel free to call in towards the end of the show at 245, 250. You get a chance. You can call me out. What's wrong with what I'm doing? What you dislike with Likens? Or maybe the price is wrong. You don't like what Nick Price is doing. Let us know. I don't like Nick Price's outfit today. Looks like he got up on Christmas morning and threw some shoes on. That's pretty much what happened this morning. He's got the wrong title of his shirt. It says Sunday Fun Day. It's Saturday. But is, I like, it, is it really a shirt that you can only wear once a week, though? Because if so, that was a terrible investment on my part. Or the producers of that shirt. Still like that. Pat Mahomes is the GAT. He's the GAT. Mm-hmm. From the 913, you get credit for it. Generational arm talent. Jason Ketz says he should have 100 arm strength. I'm not disagreeing. But like we started the show off with, to start, if you weren't in your car, if you weren't running your Saturday errands, or you weren't mowing the lawn and had... The radio.com app playing, which you can get all of our content, all the podcasts. You got all that kind of stuff that you can listen to. To me, the peace sign has never been more ironic for one individual and Tyreek Hill. And the text line is torn between Tyreek Hill, which is amazing to me. There are some people that have said, cut him yesterday. Cut him Thursday. There's also the other side that says to Tyreek Hill, Maybe you hold on to him. You saw what happened to Kareem Hunt. He got released. He then got picked up by the Browns in pretty quick fashion. I don't know if those stories are the same. But I do know that it has been said multiple times that the audio that they have heard, whether it be Clark Hunt, whether it be Brett Veach, whether it be people that cover the Chiefs, but the audio that they have heard is horrendous. It is appalling, and it's something that needs to be brought to attention, and in my mind, needs to be brought to attention immediately. He was drafted with scrutiny. That scrutiny kind of got pushed under the rug because he had a lot of exciting plays, and he brought some excitement to this team and this town. I cannot take that away from Tyreek Hill. In fact, nobody is taking anything away from Tyreek Hill, except for himself, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill got himself kicked off the team in Oklahoma State. Tyreek Hill brought this scrutiny upon himself, and he has not done himself any favors. And the Protein House E with a Purpose text line 69306 stated earlier, which I agree with, he might have flown under the radar and nothing was brought up. He might have been doing all right. That we know of. I do believe in a social status. 
I do believe that the more popularity you have, the higher up you are in a local city's popularity chain, maybe not everything gets brought up. But once one thing does get brought up, everything else kind of comes about. And so far, what we know is audio has leaked of a conversation between Mr. Hill and his fiance. And inside that audio, we do know that Tyreek Hill has said, you should fear me too. And that the child fears Tyreek Hill as well. That child is three years old. That is the most important part of that entire statement that you need to know that that child is three years old. And quite frankly, three-year-olds don't lie about that sort of thing. Tyreek Hill has to go. Now, I know that this is hard for people to realize because not every time do sports mess with your inside feelings of where your morales are in life. I get it. And I also get that we should have the right of due process. And that, quite honestly, no one has a 100% fact guaranteed they know what has happened. We have speculation, and that's what we're here for. I don't know what's going to happen. I was not at that house. I was not around the family. I just know that I have a job, and I have a purpose to feel like I need to get things off of my chest and get the word out of how I feel. And it's a child. I don't have kids. There's probably a reason why for that, because one of me is probably enough on this planet. There probably doesn't need to be another Dusty Likens. I'm okay admitting that. But that's not where we're going with this. Where we're going with this is the fact that you drafted a guy with a history of domestic violence. Like I've said many times before, I was here as a young lad in radio sitting right next to where Nick Price is in that studio of production, answering phone calls and listening to people completely be irate that the fact that they drafted Tyreek Hill and the fact that they took a chance on a guy who not only punched a female, but a female that was pregnant, oh, by the way, with a child that now has a broken arm and is in fear of the father. I get it. Fandom is real. There's a lot of people in this town and in many towns around it that have put a lot of money and hope and time and stress and love and energy into the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, I understand that. Like, my old landlord, he won't go to Chiefs games anymore because he knows how expensive it was and how emotionally distraught he would get after certain ways the team was to lose. And I've always said, if you can't handle that, then you probably shouldn't be a sports fan. But this is a different topic. This has to do with a child. This isn't a football topic. This is a life topic. And I get it. If you're mad and upset because of the way things are happening and the way that news stories get developed today with the way social media is, the way that stories get leaked, and then sometimes they're not always true, and sometimes people aren't really as bad as they say, it's just hard to do that with this individual person. Because if he can punch a pregnant woman, he can definitely punch a kid. And in the audio that KCTV5 released on Thursday, it, he never comes out and explicitly says that he did these things, but by the context of the audio and listening to the whole thing, or at least what we were given, it's pretty clear that you can figure out and read between the lines that some kind of abuse more than likely happened here. And that's the thing, is that 
as someone who follows sports and may not be as passionate as someone who's a season ticket holder, you are, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. But I can be honest with you, when I listen to those 11 minutes of the audio, there was about four or five times where my phone got sat down and I just couldn't listen anymore. I, mean, I had to pause it. And I get it. There are times when you are a fan. Like I've mentioned, my old landlord. In fact, his name is Doug Hildebrand. He just texted me. So you talking about me? Hell yeah. He got tired of it, man. Like, there are different ways you can feel and how you can get emotionally attached to teams. There are some people that can watch a game and be content at their house watching it on TV because they put up with the nonsense that is parking and money and drunk fans and all these other things that go involved into a game. But the thing that's crazy about this is the fact that there is a majority of the people in this town that agree with what should happen to Tyreek Hill. I get it. The way that they publicize this is on other different forms of media. How the, how KCTV5 handled it, that's how they handled it. I, th I thought they handled it well. I thought they had it available at 6 o'clock, which is a prime time for news. People are going to be in tune to that. But if you look at all the lines and all the dots that are connected to the situation, it would appear that the Chiefs have moved on. They just haven't made that declarative statement that he has been released. It's coming. They've drafted someone who could possibly be his replacement. They have spoken several times with subtext of he's no longer a part of this team currently. He's not a part of the Chiefs right now. Roger Goodell is in the busiest time of his life when it comes to the NFL. It's draft time. And I'm okay with letting some people that have been drafted have their moment of shine. But I'm also not okay that a story like this with this much magnitude can get put on a back burner when really it's going to take Roger Goodell 15 seconds to hear exactly what that audio had to say when he says, you should fear me too. Or if he reads Brooke Breyer's tweets from the Kansas City Star, who got a lot of scrutiny covering the story and came out right. Good for her. Props to Brooke Breyer. But when Goodell hears this, it's going to take Goodell, like I've said, it should take him five minutes to put him on the exempt list and then to make an ultimate decision that he's been suspended. Tyreek Hill got a second chance. He ruined it. Coming up next, I've got to call my guy. I got to call Ron Hughley, and I got to know what's going on in Nashville. So if you're sitting on your patio with a nice breeze outside, you got a cold one in your hand, it's going to get a little bit more entertaining. I'm sorry to get serious with Tyreek Hill. It's our job. We've got to talk about things that might make you uncomfortable. Speaking of uncomfortable, Ron Hughley's in Nashville. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Text line's pretty... Uh... Pretty diverse when it comes to the uh, Tyreek Hill thing. Yeah, I'd say most people are kind of on the same side, but for different reasons. Yeah. But definitely a lot of people very opinionated. I really want to read one on the air, but I don't know if I should, so I won't. It's very, very, very opinionative towards a certain culture. I will leave that at B. Um, well, yeah, man, you got to do something. I get it. I did like this text, though. It said, if the Chiefs don't cut kill, cut Hill, it's a slap in the face to Mahomes and other, every other Chief. 
I hope when his girlfriend, I hope if charges come out, his girlfriend has some sort of security or friends with her when it happens. That's a fair assumption. Yeah. Another assumption that's fair is you can say that he hasn't been charged yet, which uh, I can honestly say it's probably only a matter of time. Yeah, you know, give the guy a due process, but we can speculate all we want right now. It's that time. I told these guys I wanted to call them and see how their Nashville trip has been as they've done a great job. They have helped this station be live and local in Nashville as we keep that theme still here on 610 Sports Radio on Saturday as we are now joined by one of the two hosts of Show and Vern, A.K. Daddy, A.K. Big Ron, A.K. The Show, Ron The Show Hughley, my man. How you doing? Well, good. Not, not much, man. Good. Uh, not too bad, rather. Sorry, we just drove past the Hustler Club uh, right here out of St. Louis. Um, coming up May 10th and 11th should be fireworks with uh, some great guests. And uh, uh, Larry Flint always knows how to get it done, I'll tell you that. So that's how we're going to start this. Larry Flint always well, knows how to get I'm, it done. I'm just sorry, we just we're entering St. Louis. We just rolled past the Hustler Club, and they have a big surprise guest coming May 10th and 11th. You guys are already approaching St. Louis? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's been in charge down there? We got out here to eat breakfast, and then we got to rolling. Okay. What was on the breakfast menu? Oh, man, we just went to Jack and the Crack. I'm sorry? I had that uh, Meat Lovers loaded burrito. We threw, we set uh, keto aside for a second. Uh, Serta had, uh, and Vern, I believe Serta was just trying to be like Vern. Sort of ordered the uh, sausage, the ultimate sausage uh, sandwich. Had believe I believe egg, two types of cheeses on it, and uh, some sort of a toasted bread. Uh, man, nobody's talking to you right now, Steve. Steve threw a fit um, inside the store because the uh, <laughs> the soda machine didn't have the sodas he wanted, and he was gonna throw a fit and get mad at these people. And. Uh, <laughs> And went up, nobody, we just walked away from him, and I think he came back with iced tea. How many cigarettes did Serta smoke this weekend? Uh, uh, Steve just couldn't stop bumming cigarettes at night. Oh, no. Uh, we, would, uh, we would be on Broadway, and it was a time. So, oh, no. Um, we, would, we would be on Broadway, and me and Vern would just be walking, and all of a sudden, and then there were two. And, uh, and no one knew where he was, and then we'd look back, and Steve, the first night, Steve decided to wear sandals. And he was uh, just walking around in sandals, spumming cigarettes. I, I think he's uh, north of five. North of five? No, that, I mean, that's being true. kind, I assume. That's not true at all. You had three at least. <laughs> Who's driving right now? Well, Vern is. We're about to make a switch here as we're riding past the uh, Edward Jones Dome, which is being used for nothing but Beyonce concerts oh. and um, and the arch. Oh, that's great. That's uh, that, that's St. Louis for you. And you went to Jack in the Crack. That's great. Serta's trying to be like Vern. Now, did Vern kind of get the crew together this morning? Because I feel like you're the leader of the show, but I don't know who leads the show on the road. Vern tries to think of himself as a parent. Uh-huh. But, uh, no, you know, I am an actual parent, so I'm always up earlier than everybody else because, you know, i got a two and a five-year-old. So I'm up. And uh, we were all pretty, I mean, we all had to get Steve together. Right. Because, uh, you know, Steve just got back into the bed after he used the restroom while we were all getting dressed as if, you know, we could just go hang. Uh, but, uh, no, nah, man, me and, me and, you know, me and Vern and Mommy and Daddy, uh, you know who Daddy is. <laughs> right. So, uh, 
and and so it's a team effort. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we we just we're there for our guys. Our guys feed. That's right. So he's north of five cigarettes. He wears sandals on night one where it's raining clearly in Nashville. They made that very clear on national television. No, see, we were here Wednesday, so it wasn't raining oh, on Wednesday. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he, we, uh, yeah, it wasn't raining on Wednesday, but uh, yeah, he 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 pulled out the flip flops and just kind of let it go. Well, I feel like they did. I feel like his feet kind of carry a funk too. I feel like he's not really clean when it comes to feet. No, well, see, that's that's the thing. Steve's clean. Okay. Now. Steve's clean. Steve overshowers and uses more towels than he should, and he moisturizes. But Steve, like, you ever shake Steve's hand? Mm. Like, Steve's got the softest skin. Uh, maybe in Kansas City. I that worries me. Um, as I said last week, his palms are so soft, he cannot do the steak check on his palms. It's just, it's all soft. And I mean, it, it's all soft. So, no, he moisturizes, and he took multiple showers one day for no no apparent reason. And, uh, and no, nah, he, he's clean. He keeps his toes cut, clipped. Um, he might clip them a little too far, but he keeps them clipped. What was your biggest takeaway in Nashville, Ron? To kind of get a little serious here before I let you go, what was your biggest? What was your biggest takeaway um, from what you saw in Nashville? I mean, the draft is fun, man. The NFL, uh, it's another big event like the Super Bowl, um, uh, like um, like the AFC Championship game, like all these all NFC Championship games. It's just a really huge event. Huge money coming into whatever city that it's in. Um, so many people from all over the place, whether locally or all other teams. Um, it was a, it was a, a, a really great experience um, to have. The other only other part is um, it just felt like we um, were in a different place. Anybody that was from Kansas City didn't really feel like we were participating in the draft. Our, our friends at Channel Nine, our friends at Channel Five. We would all be talking with each other, Therese, to an extent. Because of the Tyreek Hill situation, everyone else around the whole place, two, 300 media members, they're doing their shows, they're doing their their um, their check-ins with their stations or television stuff, and they're all talking about players, drafts, moving up. And our draft show started at 6 o'clock, the exact same time where the 11-minute tape was being released. So we were just all talking about Tyreek Hill rather than participating in the draft like all the other cities. So that was the biggest takeaway. So to get a little less serious here, Ron, on every road trip you got certain jobs that people have. You got the driver, you got the navigator, you got the DJ. What kind of roles have you guys been filling on this road trip? Vern's driven most of the way. Um, and um, I, I wanted to be in charge of food, but we really weren't able to have anybody in charge of that and we and we were just in a team effort trying to make sure Serta stayed safe that's pretty much it but Vernon was a driver um Serta was a snorer and uh and that was about it Vernon is still shaking his head right now thinking about Serta snoring that's that's disgusting like in in the middle of the night we had to Serta likes to sleep and then have his computer on Lit the hell up when he falls asleep, snoring <laughs> right in everybody's face. Then you wake him up, close it. We got to close it. Then here he goes, there, oh, like what? going in again. Hey, yeah, and Vern, Vern is not in a good place. Vern was double barreled with Kleenex throughout most of the trip. Vern's like, hey, Serta, Serta, stop snoring. 
Roll over. We got to teach him. We got to teach Soda how to sleep. Roll on your side. Sleep on your stomach. Roll on your side because he just snores so hard, man. Like I, feel, I ain't gonna lie to you. I feel a lot better about myself. I feel a lot more <laughs> confident in my sleep. I feel like I'm ready to. I can you now sleep on planes. Like I feel really good about myself after having to listen to him. Well, Ron, when you guys do the switcheroo with the driving seat, make sure you uh, make sure you drive safe. Because I mean, I know what it's like when Daddy takes over the wheel; it gets a little bit more serious. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you ain't never rode with me, so you don't know what it's like. I have ridden with and you. We drove to camp one time. That's a lie. Uh, you may have rode with me once. That, that, that is correct. Goodbye. <laughs> that was Ron Hughley of uh, showing Vern. I'm going to give Vern a chance to come back and give his take a little bit later. Boy, that sounds like I wish I could be a fly on the wall in that situation. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Goatman, Sir is an idiot. I told you they have a great relationship. Um, look at the AFC West and uh, from babyface to heel. We go revisit that one more time. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Back in on 610 Sports Radio, almost done with the show. Out of bounds. Coming up after us is overtime with Unicero, Carol, and Sanchez. Like I said, the, the sexiest trio in radio in Kansas City. That's why they didn't get a graphic picture of the three of them, because they would literally blow everyone else out of the water. Yeah, break the website. I mean, for sure they would. We just heard from Ron Hughley, who they are... Driving through St. Louis from Nashville as they did excellent job helping us cover the NFL draft here at 610 Sports Radio. Josh Vernier, Steven Serta, Ron the Show Hughley, as they have said, quite frankly, that they had to pretty much take care of Steve Serta. Which is a little surprising to me because Serta kind of, I don't know, Vern, I, I owe Vern a lot of credit to my to my radio world because Vern kind of gave me the the realization that everything's going to be all right at the end of the day if you mess up once or twice. Just don't do it again. Ron and I kind of came up together. I can't believe he doesn't remember one of the biggest days of our lives. After the Royals had won the World Series and had a parade, he drove me home. And he doesn't remember. He said, you've never driven with me. And I said, yeah, we have. So I had to hang up the phone on Ron Hughley. Um, listener 23 joined in on the text line for those guys. If you're listening to the radio.com app, you can listen to Show and Vern. You stream all their shows live using the radio.com app. You can also check in the uh, 435 podcast page. It's got a lot of different views and a lot of different angles on that. You've got a subplot cast that I do of movies that I think have different subplots that don't get addressed. You've got uh, Nick Price, my producer of uh, and, and co-host of this show. He does a uh, basically a recap of what maybe you missed over the weekend. Yeah, it's called All Caught Up. Basically, like looking forward to this week, what happened last weekend, more locally based Kansas City. There you All go. that good stuff. You got Hartzell, Pete Sweeney, Hartzell of 96.5 The Buzz, Pete Sweeney, Allie Truss. They all do a show there. Call it in the air podcast. Mm-hmm. Jay Binkley, of course, it involves what? Beer. Yep. Uh, which is always great because I kind of do get into breweries these days. The older I get, the more I like to experience with different types of craft beers. I got to be careful, though, because I still consider myself an extreme lightweight when it comes to stuff like that. But it's all kind of fun stuff to check out. Um, And, of course, obviously, the you know, the – the draft has been great this weekend. And like Ron said, it was a big distraction with them locally because of the fact that, you know, you get to these big cities and you cover these gigantic events. You've kind of got to, um, 
you kind of got to find the people that are that are familiar with you to kind of get what's going on. Like KCTV5 was down there. Channel 9 was down there. All those TV outlets are down there helping out and kind of figuring out things together. And the Tyree Kill kind of thing took over the draft for the Kansas City view. Um, and speaking of the draft, the Chiefs obviously go receiver, pick one of the second round. Pick two of the second round, they go with a safety slash cornerback hybrid. And then their final pick of yesterday, they took a defensive tackle who's very similar to what Chris Jones' type of availability is. And can do backflips. And can do backflips at 300 pounds plus. Yeah. There's also another story within that draft that we'll get to here in a second as we wrap up this show here in about 25 minutes. Note, I will be heading back to the phone line to go talk to Josh Verner because I think it's only fair if I get another perspective of what's happened in Nashville. Yeah, we got to get as many different perspectives as we can to accurately assess what happened on this road trip. By the way, both times that Steven Serta has covered the draft for 610 Sports Radio, the Chiefs have not had a first-round pick. Just saying. I don't know what to do with that, but okay. Blame Steven Serta, who's clearly snoring too loud, leaves his laptop open, and it's bright as all hell, and basically was a burden of the trip. Apparently so. Sounds like Vern's pretty grouchy. Can't wait to talk to him at 245. Also, if you want to talk to us, you think the price is wrong, you think there's something you dislike with Dusty Likens, you're more than welcome to call the phone line, 913-576-7610. I don't want to hear your complaints on the text line because that's not what that segment's about. We're getting real close to axing that segment as well. But the draft. You saw what everybody else did. Never in my life have I seen that many defensive guys go that early and that often. Now, we should have known that going into the draft. You read a lot of mocks, Jay Binkley's, uh, the guys at Arrowhead Pride, Craig Stout, Kent Swanson, they all nailed a lot of these picks. They're good stuff. Good good dudes that work over there that know their, that know their business. And you look at what, you look at what Denver did, right? Denver drafted a tight end. They drafted a quarterback. They drafted a tackle. They feel their defense is pretty solid. Pretty solid defense. They got Vaughn Miller still there. I mean, Chris Harris is technically still there. I don't know how long he stays there. Your guy, Nick Price, KU alum. Yep. And then in the third round, they took a defensive tackle out of Ohio State. They took Draymond Jones. They need pressure up the middle. They need a big bull rusher to get back in there and kind of cause Mahomes some trouble because you saw what, Bill Belichick's scheme was to make things work for the Patriots when they played in the AFC Championship game. It was get, I mean, obviously the fastest, the fastest way to point A and B is a straight line. Get somebody that can go right up through the middle, then you can stunt and cover however you want with a linebacker, but that was the main goal for the Patriots when they were basically shutting down Mahomes in the first half. Then obviously sudden you go to the second half, football gets different. You look at what the Chargers did. They got Nasir Adderley, the cornerback, stud. Now he'll go with the other defensive studs they've got. You look at Jerry Tillery, another defensive tackle, another big bull guy up front, disrupts the offensive line. And then you, you go round three, you give Phillip Rivers a little protection to keep up with the defense maybe, and Trey Pipkins, Sioux Falls. Then you look at the Raiders, and they basically just watched the national championship game of Bama versus Clemson and drafted their highlights from that draft. Yeah, I just said, I like that guy, man. In fact, they took Hunter Renfro today, the yeah. receiver from Clemson, who's what Jason Ketz called the next Wes Welker, Danny Amendola, um, 
Julian Edelman. That's what he thinks. Now, that's high, high praise. Right. Now, maybe if he went to New England, I'd believe it, but we'll see what he does in, Denver, in Oakland, which they already added Antonio Brown. Then they went and drafted Marshawn Lynch's replacement in Jacoby Jones or Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Um, and then they took uh, Mr. Farrell in the first round, the DM from Clemson, the uh, Power Rangers or the three-headed monster that was the DNs from Cleveland or Clemson. And they took those cat. They took that cat. Todd McShay, who's a draft expert, took all that. But the funniest thing about the AFC West is the fact that there was a heel turn. Drew Locke, local kid, everybody likes him. Some people consider him an overrated quarterback in the draft. That's a fair assumption to have. He slipped. Something had to happen. His accuracy was off. Denver went out and got Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is a guy that I think can teach Drew Locke the way. And I also believe is a guy that can get surpassed by Drew Locke in the 2020 season, 19 season. I'm not saying that Joe Flacco has nothing left. I'm just saying health-wise, it's a question. Record-wise, it's a question. And the heel turn that comes into effect is the fact that Drew Locke is going to Denver. What I mean by heel turn, for those of you that aren't nerds like me that watch the WWE, WrestleMania-type stuff, it's when the good guy turns bad. And Drew Locke did that. Not only that, but Drew Locke, he's owning it already. I think it's even cooler to be in the AFC West and you know, get to go home to Kansas City, get to play the Chiefs, get to kind of end up being the bad boy. You know, I grew up as a Kansas City kid, went to Columbia to play for the University of Missouri, and you know, now I can't do anything else in the state of Missouri. I got to go to Denver and uh, come back and come back and be the Chiefs one day. So there you go. Drew Locke, I'm not saying is going to win the starting job week one, week two, week three, week four. But there's a good possibility that with the way that you age in football, that Flacco could go down by injury. Denver plays at Kansas City on December 15th at Arrowhead. You heard the audio there. And the funny thing about that is that he owns it. And you've got to think that somewhere along the line, John Elway kind of knew the whole time that he could get Drew Locke later in the draft, get him in that section, get him in that selection as well. And then you know he went to Drew Locke and he said, hey, man, Chiefs have won this division three years in a row. We won a Super Bowl not too long ago. Granted, they had Peyton Manning. They had peak defense. Tlaib, Harris, Vaughn, peak defense. And now they've drafted a guy who maybe they can turn into a project. Because what we said earlier is the reason that maybe Drew Locke slipped in the draft was because of accuracy, but he still has the booming arm. Joe Flacco has a booming arm as well, and he's won a Super Bowl. He knows how to continue in this league. He knows how to play in this league. Last year, he lost his job to Lamar Jackson, maybe to injury, maybe to record. I don't know. He had a pretty good defense. He had a decent season to start before he got hurt. But either way, he lost his job to a rookie. I'm not saying he's going to lose his job next year, but there's a possibility that he may not be the starting quarterback by a certain week, whether that be week, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If the Broncos are four games out or something like that, heading into week 12 or 13, why not give him a shot at that point? But it's pretty crazy to see that there's a kid that grew up in Lee Summit, Missouri, played at Columbia, Missouri, and now is going to play at Denver, which is a team that you will play twice a year, once at home, once there. And now we get to see what he's made of. Now you get to see that baby face turn heel 
for the Mile High City Club. So we'll see what happens. I'm not sure what his what his NFL future holds because I don't have telekinesis. I can't read the minds, and I also can't see what happens in the future. I'm not Brand Stark. Can't do it. I'm not mm-hmm. the three-eyed raven. But I like the move. I like heel turns. I love them a lot. I think Josh Vernier might have turned heel on this trip to Nashville. We're going to find out right when we get back. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. From the 303, great show. First-time listener. Thank you. I'm a 67-year-old former teacher. Saw Lenny Dawson from the sidelines. Perhaps better times. A lot going on. That's a, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot to take in, but we appreciate it. I don't want to cause uh, any ruffles in the feathers of a combination of two co-hosts for a show that's on from 10 to 2. By the way, the cash contest returns on 610 Sports Radio. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. You got a chance to win $1,000. All you got to do is text in a code word that you hear a host give. Also, uh, you got Royals hoodies live until the end of April, which is literally until Tuesday. And Fesco in the morning. Mother's Day prize pack, spa, hotel, diamond necklace, $1,000 value. They do it right. And speaking of doing it right, we got Josh Vernier. Vern, I've heard you've been double-barreling Kleenexes this entire trip. Tell me that's not true. No, not the entire trip, just part of it. Um, Just when I was, uh, I mean, it was rough on Friday and Thursday and Friday. I was in a bad place, man, and. You know, instead of just blowing your nose every five seconds, you just throw some paper towel or toilet paper up each nostril and you're straight. Are you raw around the nose? Are you Is it, like, tender? Are you doing okay? Yeah, no, it's, it's tender, yeah. Yep, yep, it is uh, an uncomfortable blow. Fair enough. Uh, one thing I will suggest, if you go to, like, CVS, you get these uh, Kleenexes that have Vicks Vapor Rub built into the oh, yeah. Kleenex. That's a good stuff. Changes your world. Well, I feel better now. I really could have used that help about two days ago. So, uh, thanks, I guess. Well, you're welcome. I guess. Um, Calvin Gutierrez tonight, by the way, making his debut. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, is it? Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Um, What's the biggest biggest takeaway you took away from uh, having to babysit Steve Serta this weekend? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, the the snoring is – the snoring is all tied to cigarettes, to be quite honest. Um, like, I think that's factual, actually, because I've stopped snoring as bad as I used to since I uh, set down the cancer sticks. Uh, but really the big takeaway is just what a slob uh, Ron Hughley is. Like, I didn't know that because his house is very clean. Um, his kids are, you know, dressed well and clean. Uh, but, man, it, 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 it seems as if he, the second this vacation started – he just said to hell with all uh, societal norms and just started making messes everywhere we go. It's, it's quite appalling, to be honest with you. I need examples. He bought these, like, strawberry wafer cookies Ew. and ate them in the um, uh, Expedition XLT that our friends from City Rent-A-Truck hooked us up with. God, you're so good. And instead of eating the cookie like a normal 35-year-old adult, he ate it like a three-year-old and just like laughed and would, would spit the food everywhere and the crumbs. You know, we're getting into the crevices of the car, um, you know, just all over the dash. 
a really unbecoming of a of an actual grown man. How many hours did Steven Serta log behind the wheel? Zero. We don't want him to. He gets in car accidents, and I mean, you just never know where he's at uh, mentally, emotionally. <laughs> you just don't want to put your life in his hands. So I would say I've done about eighty-five percent of the driving, and uh, show's done fifteen. Ron still get to claim the name as daddy? Uh, well, we're not. No, no. Because uh, R. Kelly makes people call him daddy. Oh, God. Uh, so, he, yeah, nobody does that, I would hope. Oh. Unless they think R. Kelly's cool, which, you know, you're not, you're not allowed to think that he's cool. What's Some Kansas- of his songs are jams, but we, we can't even say that anymore. No, he's done. Um, yeah. what, what does Kansas City need to do to get the draft here? Oh, God. No, that's just not happening. I mean, they would have to change what it is. No, there's just not a spot for it to happen. I mean, PNL would be a cool spot, um, but it's just not big enough. There's not enough room for everything that goes into it. In my opinion, I don't think Kansas City's too spread out, right? I mean, there's not one centralized location to get after it, Um, not only to get after it, but also to do the uh, television sets, multiple television sets to accommodate the media. Um, I, I just don't think it's plausible. What are you going to do immediately when you get home? Uh, well, i got to go pick up the car. I'll probably just sleep, to be quite honest. Fair enough. Sleep and then just and, and block the phone numbers of Ron Hughley and Steven Serta until I have to see them at 10 o'clock on Monday. All right, Vern. Well, I'm glad you survived. I mean, I always I always worry about you with those two around you that they could they could get you off your path. Sure. But you know what? You're a strong man, and you you battle through a cold and and strawberry vanilla wafers. So that's a that's a positive. Well, I appreciate the support. It's always nice knowing I got you guys in my corner. Always take it easy, Vern. Show and Vern on the road. They're almost home. How about that? From the text line, 303, you guys are the best comic relief about the road trip. Casey needs to heal. It would be smart of Mr. Hunt to start the inevitable to protect our youngest. That's the same number, 303. He's all over the place, but I Mm -hmm. like the input. 252 on a Saturday. We're almost done. Unicero, Jillian Carroll, and Julio Sanchez are about to take over. If you want to call in and tell us where we're wrong, tell us what you disliked. Phone line's yours, 913-576-7610. Otherwise, I'm going to talk until we get to the two-minute warning. You've got two minutes to call. We do things in twos here. How many people are a part of this show? Two. How many minutes do you have to call in? Two. Pretty interesting stuff. Some big news around local sports as well with not only the draft and the Tyreek Hill news that nothing has come out yet. Clark Hunt did speak. He did have some... Subtext that Tyreek Hill is still not a part of this team. He's still moving forward as if Tyreek Hill is not going to be a part of this team. I do assume, again, like Romeo Cornell said, if you want you assume, boom. I would assume that once this draft is finalized and all these selections are in, and after Mr. Irrelevant goes, then we might get some news on Tyreek Hill from the commissioner and from the CEO and owner of the Chiefs. I truly believe that. Uh, Brian Waters will be the inductee to the Hall of Fame for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well-deserved. Very deserving. Part of the, arguably, the greatest offensive line in the history of the, of the NFL. Definitely in the history of the Chiefs. Can you go left or right? Hmm? Willie Rofe, Brian Waters, Will Shields, Casey Wegman, John Tate. John Tate then would go to the Bears. 
He didn't like Carl Peterson. Not a lot of people did. No. Um, as we were one minute from the two-minute warning, also, Kelvin Gutierrez makes his debut for the Royals tonight as Vern, the former Royals insider. Now Cody Tapp will have all that information for you. Um, Heath Fillmeyer was sent down. They brought up Lively. Um, Royals got to get it together, man. Eight wins, 18 losses. They've got the Halos in town, Mike Trout, Albert Pujols. All about it. All about that mess tonight. I'll be out there at the K with Cody Tapp. His pregame show starts at 4.30. First pitch, 6.15 here on 610 Sports Radio. Again, Clark Hunt addresses the media. The Chiefs don't have a fourth or fifth round pick today. They will pick at pick 201, I believe, is their next pick, and they're currently at pick 188 yeah, in round six. Yeah, they two sixth and a seventh today. That's when they'll pick again. Um, and they picked their picks yesterday, right? Two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. That'll bring us to the two-minute warning. What the heck? Let's go. Two-minute warning. It's the way we wrap up this bad boy, Nick Price. Thanks for all your help today, man. I appreciate it. Of course, man. Nowhere else I'd rather be. The show. You wouldn't want to be in, like, Fiji right now? No, I'd rather be right here doing this show. I kind of want to be in that uh, excursion with Vern, Serta, and show. I would love to be a fly on the wall in that car. We talked to Therese Paler today. Thanks to Therese Paler, senior writer and NFL writer of Yahoo Sports. Um, He gave us a breakdown. That will be on the podcast page. It will also be on Twitter if you want to check that out. Thanks to Pete Sweeney as well. He joined us earlier in the day at the 1230. Let us kind of know where these picks fit, what this means for the Chiefs. Therese gave the draft yesterday a B. He said he doesn't do pluses and minuses. He gave it a B. Yeah, if he did do pluses, he was about to give it a B plus. That's right. Um, Chiefs pick at 201 today. They're at pick 189. That's in. That's a Cleveland Browns. They've got a little bit longer. Clark Hunt spoke about uh, Tyree Kill and his future. There's still no definitive answer, but we kind of get what's going on. Yeah, you kind of see which way this is going. Drew Locke is going to Denver. He's now a heel. He's no longer a babyface. It is what it is. John Elway got his guy. He knew it the whole time. Chiefs, AFC West, everybody's kind of playing off each other, kind of figuring out what they can do, as Nick Price would say. The season kind of officially begins Monday. Yeah. Then up comes rookie minicamp. Then up comes OTAs. Then you get workouts. Then you get training camp. And then by the next thing you know, it's August. August is then over. September 8th happens, and you're in Jacksonville playing up against Nick Foles and that defense once again. And that's the two-minute warning. Thanks again for joining us on this live and local Saturday on 610 Sports Radio. Before us was Brandon Kylie with the leadoff. After us is Chris Unicero, Jillian Carroll. She's not in today. Chris Unicero walks in. He lets us know she's not in today. Julio Sanchez will be in there as well. Sporting KC tonight. Mm-hmm. Back at home. They're actually going to be home for the next two weekends. Seems like they've been gone forever. Get out and watch your local teams. Royals Angels start 6-15 tonight. Cody Tapp pregame show at 4-30. For Nick Price, I'm Dusty Likens. Chris Nacero and Julio Sanchez. They'll take you up next. Stay safe, KC. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.